Time for breakfast, Charlie. Breakfast? Well, if the Jeep hadn't broken down, we'd be eating at Louise's Diner in Olympia. And I'd be smothered in hash browns and not mosquito bites. How'd you sleep? Like a baby, man. She had all figures. <laughs> you hungry? Yeah, hungry. I could eat a horse. Well, it's not a horse this morning, Charlie. It's trout. Oh, careful, it's hot. Trout and jam, man? Yeah. What's the matter? Don't you want it? Well, not for breakfast. Come on. Do you know the nutritional value in oh. trout? Welcome back to Highlander Rewatch. It has been a while since we've uh, talked to everybody. It's been a while. Yes, yeah. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. And uh, yeah, we've uh, we've taken kind of a little bit of a sabbatical, I guess, for the uh, the summer. We've all been busy. What have you guys been up to? How's your summer been? Oh, you know, living the dream. Yeah, working. Kyle, you moved. That's exciting, right? No, it sucks. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but it's over now. Well, so being settled is good. Being settled, it's good stuff. Do anything this summer, Eamon? See any good movies? No. <laughs> I, I honestly i'm not sure i saw any good movies this summer to actually no i just saw don't think twice that was good Ooh. suicide squad mm. we saw that together yeah that I was not mm. says one will that. smith away from being a train wreck Ooh. <laughs> that's how the movie should be how many will smiths is this movie away from being bad that yeah. should be a rating system <laughs> yeah well we hope you've been on vacation at least enjoying the sunshine the rays the beach <laughs> not for <laughs> breakfast man <laughs> Uh, so we are thrilled to be doing a regular episode again. So yeah, it's we... nice to be getting back to episodes. Yeah. I don't know if this is a great episode is... to start back I'm excited. I've been really excited to talk about this. But yeah. before we get into this, since we've been off for a little bit, we have got some reader mail to tackle. So Kyle, do you want to read a little reader mail that we've gotten? I do. So we got some good feedback on Revenge of the Sword from George. Now George points out to us that in the Russian roulette scene, we had taken the position that, yeah, what's... What's Duncan have to lose by playing Russian roulette? But as George, George points out, during the Russian roulette scene, you mentioned Duncan has little to lose. I thought the opposite. If they shot him, they were in a crematorium, which I presume would kill him permanently if they used it to get rid of his body. I wouldn't have been so cavalier if I was Duncan in that scene. Thanks again, George. Interesting. So that is interesting. Especially yeah. because of the way crematoriums work because they don't actually burn your bones hmm. Hmm. like they grind your bones into powder when they're done like that's where the ashes come from interesting like the the fire is not so hot that it reduces your bones to ashes so what would they have gotten <laughs> if, <laughs> yeah if mac came into a furnace with like his skin start to like molt back onto his body that's scary yeah that's if, some sci-fi shit <laughs> well would getting all your skin meat burnt off your bone count <laughs> as being decapitated i guess like your brain is probably removed from your body throughout this process like I'm yeah sure that gets cooked into nothing hmm. that seems like a version of this is a good yeah is it the that your spinal cord needs to be severed or like your brain stem hmm. Hmm. also this is a weird side note but freakonomics did a weird like sting operation on pet crematoriums to prove that they don't give you back your own pet's actual oh, ashes yeah. wow 
Yeah, because since it's the bones that survived, they took a bunch of cats that were, like, basically taxidermied and had no skeleton and got them cremated but still got a full thing of ashes back, which should not happen because that's the ground-up bones and it had no bones. So they got some other, buddy, other person's, like, piece of their pet. Huh. Yeah, pet crematoriums might be a scam. <laughs> uh, we also have another uh, email here from George T. He says, hi, I'm catching up on your podcast, currently at The Lady and the Tiger near the end of season one. Really enjoyable. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, George. It's the same guy. Wait, what? Is it? <laughs> <the> same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's coming up, George. Oh, wow. I can, do you want me to read a different one? It's up to you, but it's funny. Nah, keep going. Okay. <laughs> uh, Should have coordinated better. Whoops. You've queried the location of Seacouver. I can't remember where I got this info. Could have been on Unicet, alt.tv.highlander, <laughs> where all the Highlander nuts hung, hung out back when the show originally aired. But it was supposed to be called Seacouver because it was in the geographical location for Seattle, but looked like Vancouver. Uh. <laughs> Well, like that a, makes sense in the context of this episode, because they mentioned oh, they're near Olympia. I want to talk a lot about ge- geography in this episode, guys. So, <laughs> yeah. Cartography um, rewatched. Also, some other things I would love to have pointed out, as you did the episodes. Ursa in The Beast Below is supposed to have really attacked Adrian Paul during the filming of the fight scene at the end. I read this in an interview at the time. Okay. In- <laughs> <laughs> well, I think John Mosby, did he mention Yeah, I think so. Like yeah. They had like, a yeah. liquid lunch during that. Right. Mm. Yeah. In Deadly Medicine... Duncan needs a snorkel underwater when looking for the camera, but in the movies, immortals can breathe underwater, which highlights the different nature of immortality between the movies and TV series. Yeah, because in the movies, he's basically Sonic the Hedgehog. So. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, Kevin Costner. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's the Mariner. I was just going to say he has four seconds to jump in a bubble. You've mentioned a few times how the show was so violent for something shown on Saturday afternoon. However, when the show first aired in the U.S., every episode was about six minutes shorter than the Euro version. These were called the Euro Minutes and was because Euro has stricter rules about the length of advertisements that could be in an episode. These cuts probably included the more violent bits of the episode where it was shown early. The lengthy scenes of Richie chatting up women, I think an eyewitness, etc. They definitely cut out crucial plot points in some stages. Uh, in some cases, I think that's true. But in a lot of cases, like, I have a lot of the scripts and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's, like, usually, like, weird interstitial stuff that's cut. Not the, the violence. but mm. And well, definitely nice, not the boobs. Nice try, George. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We really no, appreciate no. you writing it. But, no, that's yeah. definitely <laughs> definitely the case in some instances. But it's not, like, across the board what, like, those are the things that uh, get cut. Oh, and also, he said uh, you requested some Highlander catalogs, and he sent them to us. So, yeah, oh. uh, actually, George, um, another listener of ours had sent us a catalog almost when we started. And that's what we've been reading all our ads from. And we actually just finished using that. So thank you very much to Magdalena for sending us uh, that, and we'll be sending it back to you with a little gift uh, as a thank you. But yes, thank you, George. We've got both of those catalogs, and we're going to start reading from them now, and it's really a treat. It's awesome. So thank you very much, George. You're the hero we deserve, George. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So to hop into this This joy of an episode, we're so excited. So this is episode 13 of season two, Bless the Child. It originally aired, this is a real treat, on February 14th, 1994. This is the Valentine's Day episode. It's got it's got romance. It is kind of romantic. I mean, Charlie and Mac are out on a date, uh, yeah, of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was directed by Clay Boris. Six Day Clay. Six Day Clay. We know him from, of course, The Watchers, which is a good episode. Turnabout, pretty good episode. Yeah. And The Zone. Mm. And maybe Revenge, of the Revenge of the Sword, Sword? as well, yep. which is yeah. some of the worst another kind of clunker. 
Uh, but he was known for being able to shoot quick. Bing, bang, boom. This episode looks like it was shot quick. Bing, bang, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't feel like very quick when you watch it. No. This episode was written by Elizabeth Baxter. Uh, she wrote uh, Saving Grace and an Eye for an Eye um, with, I guess, her writing partner, uh, Martine Brosolet. So these are two French writers. And I believe these are the only two episodes they wrote. Or the, this is the third of the Elizabeth Baxter, Martine Brosolet trilogy. Mm. <laughs> This episode guest stars Michelle Thrush as Sarah Lightfoot, but she also appears uh, later in an episode of Highlander in the Line of Fire episode as like a main character. So oh, wow. uh, perfect. Yeah, mm. so we get to see her again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, after this episode, I was dying to see more of her. So. <laughs> Isn't in the Line of Fire a movie? Yeah, with um, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, is that the one with John Malkovich oh, where he where he makes like a wooden gun to that kill is- the president? Or yeah. no, I think it's something different. Uh, that's a gr- an interesting movie. It's, it's a great movie. It's not. Wait, is but that a Clint Eastwood movie? Yeah. That is Clint yeah, Eastwood. Yeah. Is this a Tom Clancy I think so. Thing? Yeah. So this also, episode also stars Johnny Cuthbert as Billy Hoskins. Uh, he's done a lot of TV, including a main role in the Crow TV show, the short-lived Crow Ooh, show. Crow show. Crawl Crawl show? The Crow show. Crawl show. Yeah. Nick, Nick Crow. <laughs> Uh, and of course, Ed Lauder as Avery Hoskins. I think everyone probably recognizes him from like everything. From yeah. literally, yeah, everything. he's in a ton of movie TVs. Um, uh, sadly, he died in 2013. What? He's a good character actor, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. better than this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. So R.I. Piper to Ed Lauder. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm just enjoying the return of the the rest in Piper. Rest in Piper. <laughs> Rowdy in peace. <laughs> So let's get to our favorite part of these introductions, the IMDb episode description. <laughs> oh, yes. So the episode description for Bless the Child is, While camping in the woods, Duncan and Charlie help a frightened young woman and her baby flee from an abusive father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, at least that's like succinct and to the point. Sure. Yeah. As long as it's short. Like, and not full of like egregious plot holes yeah. or, <laughs> or weird grammatical All right, so let's hop into this, guys. How's this episode open? So we open with a group of miners slash ranchers arguing about mercury. Yeah, they have some dead cattle as a result of mercury poisoning. 12 head of dead cattle, or is it 18? It's a very important sticking point that they felt the need to correct us on. Yeah. (laughs) This scene led me down weird holes on the internet because I was looking up prices of cattle Mm -hmm. and prices of gold. And... It's trying to do the math. Tons of gold ore. Tons. So that's not a lot of gold. So there's the difference between gold ore and like solid gold is like gold ore is just like rocks that have like flecks of gold in it. So again, I went down. This took me a while to get all this info. So that was fun. (laughs) Time well spent. Uh, So are you turning into an end the Fed Fed guy? Is that where this is going? (laughs) So on the high end, one ton of gold ore has one ounce one ounce of gold damn yeah so this is not a ton of gold well i did the math (laughs) so if they have what was it 20 tons so that would be about thirty thousand dollars worth of gold if it's about fifteen hundred dollars an ounce that's a that's a so it's not it's it's not nothing yeah it's a lot of money but how much is those cattle sound like they're more expensive correct so I looked into some cattle pricing. Uh, again, this is kind of on the high end. It depends on what these cattle are used for. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, are they grass, grass-fed, corn-fed? We don't know. Are these some milking cows? Yeah. Or some, <laughs> um, but some, some beef heifers. <laughs> again, kind of on the high end, cows go for like 700 to like a little over $1,000 a piece. Uh, so, 
Um, or sometimes up to 15. So on the high end, this is like $27,000 in cattle. So when they kind of have this argument, it's like they're kind of arguing about maybe a $3,000 difference. But I mean, like, like they're, they're if, at like a break even point now, if, well, like, that guy which isn't the, good. Yeah. No, that's bad. That's yeah. very bad. Fa- that's fascinating. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad we've had the, after this vacation, we've come back. Yeah. Enlighten everyone with that. <laughs> we've all the numbers on gold ore and cattle ranching. And now we're in a position to truly understand how bad this episode is. Well, this is a good start. I mean, if you don't get this, you're going to be lost the whole episode. <laughs> this is this is kind of the cornerstone. So somehow, somehow that's not a joke. The cornerstone of this episode is that the mine is leaching mercury into the surrounding area. And the, go- the gold miner, <laughs> the, our 49er villain, <laughs> has to... <laughs> Is trying to conceal this fact from his compatriots, despite the fact that he's killed many cows mm. and maybe some others. Yeah. Mm. So we hear like a baby cry, and Ed Lauder comes in, and he's like, "Where's Sarah?" or whatever. Anyway, my yeah. first question: I was like, "What's the living situation? Like, everyone's in a house, I guess, together. They've it's all- a rancher commune." <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I have a lot. I have a lot of questions. This whole episode, like, who's related to who and how? Because I was confused a lot. I don't right know. now, there are three men on screen. I think they all sleep in the same bed, like the <laughs> like three, <I'm> three Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> they, do they sleep heady, footy, heady, or <laughs> <laughs> they just they just all sleep, you know, normal Spooned? style? What? Spooning? I don't know. Yeah, with their little caps and and. <laughs> uh, so I guess we we cut outside, and this woman Sarah is got a baby, and she's like loads it up in the truck and is yep. out of there. It's like the Beverly Hillbillies truck, yeah, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> so. She does that, and we're cutting to some dude time camping. Yeah, Mac and Charlie are... Well, Mac is cooking, cooking uh, breakfast. Yep. What's he cooking, Eamon? What, what is he cooking? He's cooking some trout, and he has, like, some toast and jam or something. Yeah. Charlie is not into this. No. Yeah. Charlie is just not feeling... Don't you like trout? <laughs> so this is the clip we played at the top of the episode, because it's the best clip from the episode <laughs> easily so yeah charlie's not into this because well, why is he so appalled about fish for breakfast <laughs> like... i don't know again charlie charlie's like a marine right or like i don't know i feel like he's got like outdoor experience like he's just yeah. like a being a baby not for breakfast man well it's because they're not <laughs> eating like hash browns and stuff at some diner and this is the second occurrence of Mac lecturing Charlie on nutrition. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mac really missed his calling. Yeah. He's just been a dietitian. Doesn't Charlie run a gym? Charlie should know about nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a lot of questions here because I think at some point they mentioned like... They're not actually camping. Like their truck broke their down. Their truck broke down, right? Right. But they happen to have a bunch of camping supplies. But they have a bunch of camping supplies. Yeah. So I like, I'm kind of curious where they were going. They were going to... Did they say they were going to Olympia? I don't know. Or the diners in Olympia. Oh, like, is that right. on the way to where they were going? Yeah, they Because they're essentially going to a city, yeah. so there's no need to have camping stuff. Maybe they're coming back from camping? So they have to have do more camping involuntarily? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Another thing I was kind of curious about is later in the episode, they talk about fixing their car, and I think Charlie says, like, it's just going to, it'll be 15 minutes. I can fix this car in 15 minutes. Why did they camp out? If you can fix it in 15 minutes. If you can oh, fix, right. it, fix it in 15 minutes... Fix the car. Fix the goddamn car. Keep going. I didn't even think about that. Uh, The writers. (laughs) So they hear a noise. Yeah, they hear a noise of this truck driving like a (laughs) 
Sarah's in this truck driving like a crazy person for no reason. She's like driving like it's not even on a road. It just looks like they're trying. It's to like, like careening crash. out of control. Yeah. And like when they cut to her driving, it literally looks like she's just shaking her arms back and forth. I really wanted there to be a, a sticker on the back windshield that said like baby on board. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, baby not in a baby seat. Also, just Dead. her swerving around killed that baby like just the way she's driving on the actual road is a smashed cranium for that baby it's 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 young enough it's like skull bones are not fully formed yet like that is a at bare minimum severely brain damaged baby they did go through a lot of babies filming this episode. It was on the... <laughs> it's the like tri- a regular Milo notice situation. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> the trivia on IMDb. There were like 10 babies. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, she like crashes. Right. Yeah, and very violently. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, oh, it's really bad. Like she goes slamming off the road, yeah. like careening into rocks. Again, no car seat. Yeah. This baby, and probably her, just dead. In any other action movie, the way this like truck careened off the like cliff or whatever, it would have exploded when it hit the ground. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, which is it? It's about to do. So it crashes. Yeah. Charlie and Mac go down to like investigate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take Sarah from the car, and then she's like, "But my baby!" Yeah. Somehow the baby's not crying. Well, because it's dead. No. <laughs> <laughs> the, baby's, the baby's not crying. They go. They physically pull her out of the car and yeah. just don't notice they don't even notice that there's a baby well here's the thing like in all the scenes of her driving and then after they crash there's like audio of the baby crying they stop it when mac and charlie pull her out of the car and then they start it again but it's like it's not (laughs) consistent with the editing the baby got gun shy yeah who are these people Uh oh i need to be quiet max response when she's like the baby's in the car is pretty good like he nonchalantly is like all right i got it i got it as he like kind of walks back He's just like, fine. Sorry, you forgot your keys. We'll go back and get them. (laughs) This is completely insane. And then the car explodes after he gets the baby out. Like, Mm -hmm. as though it had a baby-timed fuse. (laughs) Basically, she's just like, oh, they're trying to take my baby. Right, so, so now they're at the top of the ridge, and Charlie's back working on this truck for 15 minutes or like whatever it's supposed to take him yep but sarah's like we got to go right now because i guess that's why she was driving so fast is because i guess avery and his like crew are like hot on her tail which i guess would kind of make sense like i mean she drove away in the beginning yeah and they like heard her drive away and they're like let's go follow her and it's like what are they three minutes behind how long have they been chasing her I guess through the night. Yeah. Where, so where, where are they? Where are they? Oh, yeah. I didn't even Still think in about the middle that. Of nowhere. Have they just been doing like loops? <laughs> like <laughs> no, she's just doing donuts in the parking lot. <laughs> well, I guess also it makes more sense. We'll talk about it in due time. Why she might have decided to head to the wilderness as opposed to from the wilderness. Yeah. She might be trying to retreat to where they are, not pass through it. That's true. Ooh, foreshadowing. Uh... <laughs> Charlie's not happy. To hear that they're coming to take her baby. Well, there's some reasons why they're going to take her baby that are set up here that are important. Well, she says she was married to Avery Hoskins' son. Avery Hoskins is one of the gold. He, he's Ed Water. Yeah. He's like he's the, the head. head. He's the head honcho who yeah. presumably owns these gold, this gold mine and these cattle or some shit. Well, he owns the cattle. He owns, I guess, the property the gold mine is on. Yeah. But yeah. maybe doesn't know about it. I've got questions about that later. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear in the context of the episode he does not know that there's mercury being leached from his gold ore right who keeps their like cattle near like a mine 
Well, I think it's a secret mine. Like, no one knew this was here. We're going to really dig deep into this <laughs> at the end of the episode, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> hang on to your butts. But uh, there's more Gold War talk coming. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah says she was married to his son. But Avery did, uh, Ed Lauder did not like her because she wasn't white enough to, like, be the baby's mom or whatever. He didn't like her because she's, oh, she is a Native American. Yes. That should be made clear. So we got this weird race thing going on. Mm-hmm. He's not quite enough to be the baby's mom, but the baby is half Native American. So the baby's okay. Yeah. yeah. Selective racism, I guess. Right. The main takeaway I got from this scene was that there's a lot of, like, canned bird sounds while they're talking <laughs> that sound, like, really unnatural. It sounds like a bird clock. <laughs> you know these bird clocks? Like a cuckoo clock? No, like, like it, there's a bird for every, like, Oh, right. Time. Yeah. It just sounded like canned birds. That's what I noticed in this scene. It was actually just a fully artist with that clock. And he's like, oh, yeah. do three o'clock again. Come yeah. on. Well, that's what Charlie probably wishes he had for breakfast instead of that trout. He's like, man, don't you have any canned birds? Yeah. <laughs> canned birds. Canned birds yeah. Probably a couple cans in the back. Yeah. Mm. Cans in the back. <laughs> Darkness 18. Cans, cans in, in the, the back. back. <laughs> oh, good return for that joke. So... The goons are, are coming up the hill, and Mac decides that he's going to go talk to them. By the way, Ed Lauder's just insane. These are insane people. Yeah. They are all crazy. <laughs> well, he just comes and is like, hey, I want to talk, and Im- immediately they take their guns out. Yeah, and it's the like, one guy shoots at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm going to give you the count of three. Bang. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this just automatically be- this becomes Mountain Men very quickly. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it does. Uh, so well, I guess... Except Mountain Man is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, in fact... Great. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Charlie is trying to drive away with Sarah, uh, but I guess the Jeep still doesn't work. Yeah, the Jeep like, still Damn! doesn't work. They shoot out, like, the Jeep window. Yeah, so they, they go fleeing. So they escape. Mac and Charlie and Sarah escape into the woods, and Mac starts doing his tracker diversion Ooh, tracker, Adrian Paul like, show. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's no he's, man tracker, but. <laughs> he's, like, shuffling rocks and breaking twigs and splashing water on things. Right. It's just like, Mac plays with nature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, they, they split up and go in different directions to kind of throw them off the trail. But then they, like, Sarah and Charlie, like, just loop back around right to the Jeep, like, immediately. That, I think that was the plan. They're oh, okay. They're trying to lead them away and circle back to the Jeep. But when they get back to the Jeep, the tires are cut. Yeah, and they do something with the engine. I thought there was a continuity and error uh, because the hood was up, but I was like, but they shot the window, but I think they like did something to the engine. Interesting. But why didn't they double back to their Jeep, the bad guys' Jeep? That makes more sense. Steal the Jeep. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Have we established that Mac or Charlie knows how to hotwire a car? I would think Mac would know. One of his immortal past lives as a carjacker. He picks up lots of stuff. I guess I'm still just confused on, like, how far away these people are at any given point because like That's... they they run away from the the car and then they get back and the tires are already slashed it's like how these people must be like seconds behind you like yeah uh i don't know it seems weird yeah so this episode is really just bless the padding because <laughs> we get treated to so much of mac in real time just like trying to leave this fake trail yeah like, you get to see him pretend to climb a ridge for like three minutes yeah <laughs> and he's like he's not even actually climbing it he's just pretending <laughs> so this is when they see the wet rocks and then they figure out that it was just the diversion avery says get mike and jj here and the dogs so he gets dogs uh, we do get some geographical stuff here. They say it is 45 miles by road, right, to yeah. the nearest town. But 20 hard miles through the wilderness right. to get to town. Through a canyon? Through a canyon. Yeah. I didn't see a canyon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many 
Facebook comments are we going to get about? Guys, stop it. <laughs> stop talking about gold ore and geography and the price of cattle. And also, how many times have we settled Sea Coovers in Washington? <laughs> also, only because I think it says it somewhere. Like the Watcher Chronicles at some point said, Sea Coovers in Washington. I mean, we're going by, like, what's the episode trying to tell us? True enough. Like, when they're in a bayou or they're down south with Confederate flags. Yeah. Apparently, they're still in Washington. Washington. Meanwhile, we circle back to the Gold War versus Cows discussion. I guess it's come out that they Ed Lauder doesn't know about the mercury poisoning yet. So, the miner, with his 12 tons of gold ore, decides that he needs to silence this guy before he blows up his spot. Right. So, he shoots him. Yeah, he just shoots the cowman dead. Also, my notes just here says... Is this Oklahoma? Oh, the miner and the cowman should be friends. <laughs> oh, the farmer and the cowman should be friends. So I've got Ugh. some some questions about Ugh. the mine and stuff. Oh, I guess. Go good. More questions yeah. about the mine. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so you're really mining this mine topic. I, it bugged me a lot. Uh, so plumbed and plumbing. So he steps. shoots. Is it Luke shoots Billy? Billy shoots Luke. Billy shoots Luke. See a Luke because he doesn't want Ed Lauder to find out about the mine. Mm-hmm. Right. So when did these cows die? Like he doesn't know about the mercury poisoning. Right. Right. If 18 of his cattle died, I'd have some questions and I'm sure a vet would come out. They, they'd figure out they I don't know. There'd be some stuff. Right. Also, ha- like this mine is not mine is not far away. Right. Don't they make mention? I mean, it's on this property. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I think it's just that it's causing environmental damage is secret. Gotcha. And this guy wants to keep the mining operation going, so he doesn't want his boss to find it. Okay. I think that's so he idea. knows about the, the gold and all that stuff, yeah. but is fine with it because he doesn't think it's causing a problem. He's just trying to make his money off his gold. Okay. Meanwhile, Next question. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. So here's my other question. Uh-oh. Is that we later find out the baby died of mercury poisoning. A, this, different, a different baby. Right. right a different, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> there's a baby that dies from mercury poisoning. Sorry. This this water is so poisoned, it killed a baby, which is tiny. This water is so poisoned, it kills 18 full-size, full-size cows. cows. The, the people are all fine. Everybody's dead. <laughs> like, if this killed 18, like, what is everyone drinking bottled water? Like, how are they getting away with that? Ed Water's dead. He's been, <laughs> he's been brushing his teeth with a bunch of mercury. They have Brita filters. Like, like I- how did the baby get poisoned by the water? I'm assuming they've got a well on the property, probably. They're out, you know, in the boonies. Yeah. So the well's been poisoned. So all their all their water is poisoned. Yeah, that seems like a pretty big plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> Crushed it. Yeah. Well, also like the what are other things that cows might be doing? Well, I don't know why I'm working so hard to justify this plot point, but like <laughs> obviously if it like seeps into the ground, it might be contaminating things like the grass, and it might be like everything's dead. I think. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know either. Or maybe she just had like ate too much tuna fish. Unrelated mercury poisoning. <laughs> you're thinking? <laughs> it's actually just a complete coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> she the daily recommended dose of for pregnant women of of fish. Yeah, was was that Jeremy Piven? Is that who that happened? Is to? that was that what killed Jeremy Piven? No, he's still alive. But I think no, Ari Barai Piven. So let's talk about something interesting. Okay. <laughs> about so, how Charlie, sorry, guys, I was excited about that. How Charlie hates hikes. Charlie does hate heights, and we don't get to see him climbing it, but we get to see every single step it takes to get down. Yep. Everything in this episode, it's like, no, let's just show the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> let's show every part of this action. <laughs> anyway, so we cut to the baddies, and they've, I suppose, discovered that one of their friends is dead. So Ed Lauder's like, all right, let's call the police. 
It's like, let's call the fucking police. You're on like, um, you're a member of like a murder brigade. Like you tried to shoot a guy 30 seconds after meeting him and you want to call the police? Like you're going to jail. You're an attempted murderer. Also, he says, oh, maybe this McLeod guy is part Indian. Yeah. They're like, what does that have to do with... Well, I think it's like weird racism that like Indians are inherently like trackers and they're, you know... Yeah, that like writers think they can get away with because it's a goal, but it's like a positive thing. Cause right, because they, they yeah. mentioned that later that like uh, somebody, I think Charlie says it, or I think this is a cut bit of dialogue later. I'll have to look at my notes. That like Charlie's like, oh man, like when Sarah runs away, it's like, we're never going to be able to find her. Like she's an Indian. <laughs> it's like, what? what? No. <laughs> Indian, you know? <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is kind of insane. And it's like weird D&D shit. It's like. <laughs> Oh, he's a dwarf. He gets plus two to forging. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Native American, use your racial passive. Oh, man. <laughs> so they find a place to, like, live, to camp out, right? So yeah, they, well, they're like, Max looking for a place for us to stay. And he just finds like a, a fully furnished cabin with electricity. And, like, and he breaks into it, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's like, why don't you just start there? Why are you... Yeah. <laughs> So Charlie's off looking for firewood, and then I guess Max kind of wishing he had a baby. And then we get a pretty amazing clip, I think. Maybe second to the trout clip is, like, the changing baby clip. This oh, is God. This is Mac and Charlie being, like, dads together. This is almost funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is very almost funny. Yeah. Like, if there were actual jokes built into this... It would have been fine. Instead, you literally just see Mac and Charlie mechanically going through all the steps of changing a baby. Let's listen to this. This yeah. is awesome. Let's take a listen. <gasps> Who's this? Oh, my goodness. Oh. How's he doing? Uh, he's not the only one who's hungry. You want me to feed him? <laughs> Hell no. I'm a liberated man. Get me the bottle. <laughs> Charlie. Yeah, this is the man. 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. It's dinner. You have to take the cap off. There's a nipple inside the bottle. Yeah, right. I knew that, man. Yeah, I did. Darkest 25, Ooh, there's a nipple inside the bottle. <laughs> That's a weird one. <laughs> and then we take this nipple and we put Uncle it... Uncle Duncan. Oh. <laughs> and then we take this oh, nipple and come. put it on. Oh, it's, it's time. Time for That was so long. <gasps> it's it's, it's oh, still just going. It's going to go for another three some? minutes. Hey, hey. Oh, can Uncle McLeod have some? Oh, yes. <laughs> Charlie, he just I think you're looking at the wrong end. What do you mean? His diaper's not changing. looking at the wrong end. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Well, uh, I vote that we wake up, Sarah. No, 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 no. Let her sleep. Hey, I don't do diapers, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was Can't a liberated man. Not that liberated. He doesn't do trout for breakfast. <laughs> he doesn't do diapers. Oh, that's so good. It's kind of. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, and it's so padding. Yep. It's like, okay, so just, like, riff for a minute about changing this baby's diaper. Yeah, somewhere buried in there is, like, a funny sitcom that's, like, kind of an odd couple thing about, like... Mac and Charlie... That, like, Mac, Mac doesn't baby. know how to make coffee. Yeah. That's, like, I'm 400 years old. I don't know anything. Like, <laughs> like, Charlie and Mac actually do have legitimately good... They're great. Like, like, dynamics. And this is, like, so close to being actually really funny. But it's instead, it's just, like... Why is this happening? Yeah. Why is it? So well, it all feels happening? like just improvised, and it doesn't yeah. feel like tight at all. It, I feel like a scene like that, if they wrote it, and sh like it's also boring, like mm -hmm. to watch it. Like it's just filmed really flat, it's just kind of a wide shot. It's just like this is stupid. Let's move on. And we do move on <laughs> because Charlie's like, 
a man like you has to have a kid. Well, also, Mac is changing the diaper, sprinkling baby powder on it, and Charlie's, like, checking out. It's like, dude, you're a natural. It's yeah. like, <laughs> like he just mastered some ancient skill. Yeah. He could be doing the same thing, and it would just be salting a pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're doing that real good. Hey, Rewatchers, we are joined by a very special guest today. Uh, we'd like to introduce you to Michael Lashman. Hi, Michael. Hey, Kevin. Hi, I'm Keith. This is Kyle. And this is Eamon. Hi, Michael. And uh, can, hey, you uh, can you tell us uh, why uh, it's uh, special for you to be on our show? Well, we got the 30th anniversary Highlander of Da Vinci coming on uh, December uh, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th in uh, Lakeland, Florida. Look, well, we're all the Highlander fans. Awesome. And you're putting on this convention, right? Yes, I am. I'm the promoter. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, what can Highlander fans expect at your convention? Who's going to be there? Well, we got Crystal Lambert, of course, um, Andrew Paul. Uh, we just signed recently this week here, Elizabeth Grayson. Uh, we're also getting one more mortal involved. Uh, Romney Nash is also involved. Uh, some directors and some producers of the show. That's really awesome. Uh, this will be a real treat, I'm sure, for fans of Highlander. Um, how, how can they uh, get tickets to the event? Yes, our website is uh, www.lashconevents.com. Awesome. And are there different, like, uh, packages people can purchase? Yes, we have fast, fast passes along with the Mortal passes. Uh, the Mortal will give you a two-day pass. We also get to see the premiere of a couple of shows and also a one uh, of time with Christopher and Adrian Paul as we go over the movie and games. Awesome. And so this is not uh, strictly just a Highlander convention, correct? There's there's also going to be some other, uh, I guess, fandom people there. Yes, yes. Some of the people here, we got a lot of wrestlers here. It's basically the same kind of a convention as everybody else. And our theme is Highlander due to the 30th anniversary. Awesome, awesome. And so how, you're you're a fan of Highlander, I'm assuming, right? Absolutely. Awesome. How did you get into it? How did you get into it? Oh, gosh. Uh, got out of high school in 1981. Of course, I've seen the first movie in 1986. I fell in love with it. Uh, watched all that. I moved itself, got into the series. And it's like, I, I, earlier this year, I was talking to uh, one of my event managers. I have a cruise company on site also. And so, you know, back when the movie had said 1986, I mean, in 2016, the 30th anniversary, it's like, I think you're right. We have to do some. So I started doing some research. I found that there's no conventions of any nature that I'm aware of of Highlander on U.S. soil before the end of the year. So I said, we had to start work on this year. Uh, so I reached out to my event managers. And we start working on getting uh, people involved. It's like people start pouring in. Like, yeah, we, we forgot. It's the 30th anniversary. Awesome, awesome. And we have a very special announcement here for our listeners uh, that we haven't said yet. Is that uh, we, the Highlander Rewatch crew, are actually going to be present at the convention doing some live podcasting interviews and uh, get, getting everybody kind of an inside look on what's going on. So we're excited to meet everybody there. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, you're right at the entrance of the uh, convention. It's just walking to be the first three people under see. Awesome. Oh, look at that. Our smiling faces. <laughs> well, Michael, we can't wait to see what develops uh, at the convention, who's going to be there. And, uh, yeah, we, we can't wait to see everybody, and it's going to be a really great time. Yeah, anything else you want our hey, don't forget, also, Adrian Paul will have a sort of show here also. That's going to be really exciting. We, we, we've had a lot of listeners that have gone to his experiences, and some have gone, like, three or four times. Uh, it's worth going uh, every single time he puts it on. So everyone out there should definitely sign up for that as well. Yeah, depending on how people sign up, uh, we're going to have our first one on Friday morning. Uh, enough people sign up, enough 50 people will have it on Sunday afternoon also, depending uh, on Mr. Uh, Paul's schedule. Oh, and also we should mention, Michael, where is the convention? Uh, in Lakeland, Florida, we're about 35 miles uh, east of Tampa, about 45 miles of downtown Orlando, a city called Lakeland. We're going to see a nice Lakeland Center, 701 East Lime Street. 
in downtown Lincoln, Florida. Awesome. So this definitely could become a, a nice little vacation for uh, some Highlander fans. Yeah, I mean, literally, we, we, uh, from my house to busy property, 45 minutes. Downtown awesome. Tampa, 30 minutes. Very cool. So is there anything else uh, our fans need to know about the upcoming Highlander convention? Uh, surprises I can't announce yet, but there are a lot of surprises to be held at the actual convention itself. We have some auctions going on with some paraphernalia from the actual shows and movies. Uh, we can't announce quite yet, but that's in the uh, works as we speak. We have possibly a few people who may be calling in uh, out of the blue from the, for the Highlander cast. Yeah, so stay tuned. Listeners, keep posted with Highlander Rewatch so you can get updates on all the new cool things that are becoming to this con. Well, thank you so much, uh, Michael, for joining us on our show, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you in the future uh, with updates to the convention. Great, thanks, bye, guys. All right, take care, Michael. So we get a flashback to 1923 on December 31st. With so- the creepiest dissolve ever. Like, it's cutting to, like, the New Year's baby. Oh, and it's yeah. like a night- oh, that's it's like right. a nightmare cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> this flashback is in like a sepia tone, mm-hmm. which they haven't done much before. We saw yeah. that what in uh, Mad Marcus, yeah, and did. I guess in Turnabout, I think the hospital was like kind of sepia. Yeah, yeah. it's kind yeah. of effective. I feel like it's effective for them to cover up the fact that yeah. like set dressings aren't too hot, and it's like yeah. you know, this is kind of a. Shitty Sneeze flashback. flashback. <laughs> well, yeah. there's also you get to see Mac do the foxtrot. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's nice. Mac's dancing around. That's kind of fun. You it get is. to meet a girlfriend that we know, don't know anything about. So cops raid this speakeasy they're in because it's in the middle of prohibition. You're not allowed to have booze for dumb reasons. So Mac and his girlfriend Nora run into like a back room and like lock themselves in yeah. and do like the rugby shtick of like drinking champagne out of a sh- a shoe. And so the police like raid this place that's filled with booze. It's yeah, like they hiding in like a booze closet. It's yeah. like you're in exactly the wrong place. At one point, one of the police officers approaches the closet to like investigate, and the other cop is like. No, 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 no. We're good. Let's go. We're all done. And it's like, what do you mean you're all done? You haven't looked at anything. And also, you have to confiscate all of the stuff. It's real shitty. So she wants to have a baby. Yeah, so like she, you get to, you get treated to all this kind of insipid dialogue about how she's like a modern woman. And then, but secretly, deep down, she just wants to have a baby. It's a weird, like... With Mac, and she's like putting him on the spot in like a pretty intense way. Yeah, like, she's like... Okay, hey Mac, I love you. We should get married. I just want to have a baby. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, whoa, this escalated quickly. And Mac's like pretty upset because he can't deliver a child. That they, was established. They can always have an adoption. Yeah. Which I guess was it in this point of time, was that not? Kids got probably be, not. Yeah, orphans were a thing. Yeah. Yeah, there, were, there was such a thing as orphans in the 20s. I can see there being a bigger stigma about it back then than sure. today. But like, that's the thing, like, that always just kind of slides under the rug on this show. It's like, that's never brought up. Like, yeah, there are other ways to build a family. I don't know. Yeah. Big Daddy Mac Warbucks. So this whole scene is just that Mac can't have a baby, and it's sad. And that's it. It relates nothing to the episode. We've seen this sort of interaction before with Tess. Yeah. This adds nothing. Yeah, though she does tell him that a man's place is in the kitchen, and that's kind of funny. It is funny. <laughs> this flashback, oh, sorry, I was just going to say, this flashback would have been, I think, more interesting, like, in contrast to Tess or something. Like, if, if we, if this was a whole episode about having a baby and what that meant to your relationship, and perhaps this past lover was like, I want to have a baby. Max, like, I can't, and the relationship dissolves, and then maybe contrast with Tess, like, I want to have a baby, I can't, it's okay, I still love you. Maybe also to show kind of the importance of, like, Tess is a great person. Right. 
it just felt a little the only connection to it was the they both mentioned the word baby because <laughs> I know yeah and there's a New Year's baby great also just want to point out side note Mac super cold blooded in this scene she says I love you like six times he <laughs> says it zero yeah Ooh, chewy Mac burr <laughs> it's like if you stay with me you will never have children <laughs> children <laughs> alright so we're back in the present this is insane. Now, yeah, now, this is great. In case you thought this was a great episode before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Charlie comes in from outside. I'm not sure why he was outside. I guess my guess is he's keeping watch. Sure. Maybe. But he's like running in. Yeah. And he's like, we got a visitor. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and he doesn't just lock the door or like keep it closed. Instead, a bear just kind of saunters in. Yeah. Yeah. So he wakes Mac up and Mac is like, Oh, I already changed the diaper. It's not time for whatever. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, we got company. It's like, it's like McLeod Noir all over again. <laughs> so a, a bear comes up. <laughs> like the actual villain of this episode is a bear. But it's this like, really is my low notice. It's like a grizzly bear. It's like a brown bear. It's like a little brown, brown bear. bear. Yeah. yeah. But it just walks in. But I'm like. Well, it opens a door like it's a raptor in Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what was the scenario before this like was the bear walking up the steps to the house or something <laughs> like how did he know like if it was just outside why would he react that way i don't understand very so i guess it was hungry so they're also they're clearly not in the same space like they're, no. never, they're never in a shot together yeah well they're in a shot together i think that was in the bear's contract i think he didn't really yeah. get along with adrian paul well, yeah, like, <laughs> sorry i'm not gonna work with that guy <laughs> so to diffuse the situation mac being the quick thinker mm-hmm. and he like macgyvers the shit he's like oh this is tight writing right here yeah he's like get the jelly out of my bag or whatever yeah. uh. and he like gives the bear some jelly and doesn't Charlie even reference the trout again on his way out yeah. duncan is like it goes great with trout, trout too, too. <laughs> everything comes full circle Let's so the only reason for that was just to get them moving on uh, out like, of the cabin which by the way they would have done when the sun came up but yeah whatever and also well also i still have more questions about like how does Avery and his crew not find them in this cabin? He's like, oh, maybe, where are they staying? Maybe in the cabin. Yeah. Especially, like, these guys are on their tail pretty close the whole episode. With dogs. With dogs. So, like, Duncan doesn't seem like a betting man. Like, was his bet just, like, they're probably tired. They'll stop. Like, we'll all stop and take a nap. He's just betting, like, oh, we're tired. Let's go to sleep. Yeah. I'm sure they'll stop, too. It's like, no, they're just going to catch up to you, and now they've got you cornered. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> also, it's worth noting, not to dance over this uh, jam thing too quickly, the physical acting that goes along with this is insane. Like, Mac slowly unscrews the jar, very, like, seductively wraps his fingers around the rim, and then, like, tosses it like it's a grenade to this bear. It's bonkers. But, of course... As if on cue, the goons do catch up with them. Well, you know what's funny? Maybe like, they're scared of the bear. They knew that this was the bear's house. Well, you Maybe said they the, weaponized the, the bear. villain's the, <laughs> the villain of the episode. The, villain, the, the bear's the hero of the episode. If the bear didn't come, Avery, like, th- I guess the next scene is Avery finding the, the cabin, right? And the dogs. I guess so. So without that bear. Good job, bear. So Matt gets a piece of cloth from Sarah's bag or something, and he ties it to a tree. Well, this, that one's a trap. Right? They actually set a trap using that. Yeah. Puts that up there, and they're like, oh, go up and get it. Like, they leave Sarah behind to go spring this trap. Right. So, like, one guy's going up to get the 
handkerchief because it's thrown off the dogs. And Charlie just like ninjas this guy down somehow. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like a cartoon where like somebody like grabs someone by the mouth and pulls them off screen and that's it. And then Mac comes up with the gun and surprises the the other guy. Right. So when this happens, Sarah splits. And actually, I, I've got my note here. In the script, this is literally the dialogue that they did not film. Charlie says, she's an Indian. We're never going to find her. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, it's worth noting. This is a triumphant return of the Canadian tuxedo. One of these two goons has it. Also, you can finally tell how Canadian they are because they, they keep on saying a boot. <laughs> and like, that has not come up that often in this show. What are you doing? What a boot the baby. <laughs> uh, so the next morning, Avery thinks they're headed toward the bridge. But I guess Billy doesn't think so. Billy sees a pacifier on the ground. Right. And this I guess something. that's the clue. So he's off in a different direction, and yeah. he finds Sarah. And he is just going to murder her. And again, at this point, we have no idea why. At this point in the episode, it's not really been explained why he wants to kill her. Yeah. No, because the the mind thing is doesn't seem to be connected to the baby thing yet. The mind thing is just this weird dangling thread throughout the entire episode until they suddenly tie it up for no reason. Right. I should mention here my confusion a little bit with some of these characters. So With the price of gold ore relative to livestock. Yeah, let's yeah, get back. Like, let's get back to that. This is a problem I have with the script in general. I was, was any, were either of you confused as to who the father was? Yes. Okay, because Ed Lauder seems older. Mm-hmm. And I thought Billy was the dad. So the dad's not any of these people, right? No, Ed Lauder's the dad. We come to find out that Ed Lauder is the actual dad. This is his baby, not her baby. And another thing that confused me was, I guess I didn't realize, I don't know, I didn't know what everyone's relationship was because it's, I forget what Ed Lauder's name is. Well, Avery Hoskins, so he... Oh, it's Avery, it's, yeah. that's, that was it, it's the other way. So it's Avery yeah. Hoskins and Billy Hoskins, but they kept just referring to them as Hoskins. Right. Is it it's Billy Hoskins Farm, or Hoskins Mine, and Hoskins, and it's like, whose is it? Like, is it the dad's or is it the son? I don't know, I found it very I still, I'm confusing. not sure if that's correct. I don't think it's Billy Hoskins. I think it is. I don't think so, I think he just works there i think i think it's the son but is one of them is that actually his son i think so i think so i don't think i think so false all right i'm gonna find it we're gonna find out by the end of this episode (laughs) readers write in (laughs) this is why this episode is confusing the entire well i was even confused as to why he's trying to kill sarah in the first place like that's confusing it's not revealed until later let's power on (laughs) let's eat this turd sandwich uh so basically they managed to he wants to just shoot her, but Mac comes up and, like, clotheslines him, mm-hmm. basically. So we move on. They manage to get to this ridge that they need to physically climb up. It's a very perilous climb, which you'd never know from the way they shoot it, because yep. there are all these, like, action shots that's clearly just, like, someone lying down on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like, it feels like they're, they're like, come on, you can make it! It feels like there are no stakes. There's lots of close-ups of Mac's sneakers. Yeah. Like... <laughs> on the rocks <laughs> and this this climbing sequence is like two minutes oh it's, it's so, really God, long it's so yeah. long bless the padding while they're on this avery figures out where they're going and he orders billy to go like up top on the ridge like with some climbing gear to beat him there because we got him from both ends now darkness 19 <laughs> <laughs> mac and charlie and sarah need to spend the night essentially on the ridge right yeah yeah because i guess because they can't go up is that like their climb got halted by this yeah but so, they can't go down either because right. Avery's at the bottom. Billy's so the they're just kind of hanging out. Well, Mac notices that the baby has something like 
a ring around her lips or something. Yeah, like a an rash. allergic reaction to some berries. Yeah, right. Come to find out, which we know from Duncan tracking earlier, he saw some like berries were picked. Like right. that's how he was able to find Sarah. He's like, ooh, someone picked berries. Oh, there's a funny bit going back to berries for a moment. Oh, good. Or, like Charlie this was about to eat some berries. And it almost seems like it was improvised. But I was like, oh, no, don't eat those. They're poisonous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. But then he's like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, But it turns out the baby is, in fact, allergic to these berries. And somehow this is all the clue Duncan needs. Yeah. So he starts asking some more questions. He's like, when's, was it Jamie is the name? The baby's birthday? Yeah. Um, and like, what color are his eyes? And she's like, they're brown. No, they're they're blue. And I guess she says some, like, Indian stuff at this point like and max speaks that language whatever language they're speaking right and so i guess she's calling the baby by a different name mm. she's calling it uh by amshin mm. i don't know and apparently it's a girl's name but it's a boy so that's how he knows that like ho, ho, something's readers. up uh. so it turns out and she just decides to blurt this out now the baby her baby is not this baby her actual baby died from mercury poisoning from the mine, the same way those 18 head of cattle did. And then Billy, like, tried to give her $30,000 to keep it quiet. Which she burned. Which it she was 10000 right? $10,000, which she burned on her baby's grave. And which then, is insane. Which is literally insane. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, why don't you just say, I don't want your money? Yeah. Why do you take it and then Oh, burn sure, it? I'll take it. <laughs> Then she just decides then to steal Avery's baby for reasons? I don't know. Why does she steal Avery's baby? What's his I, I think I, because she believes that Avery knew about all of this. And so it's like, it's like you knew this was happening. Like, you're directly involved in killing my mm -hmm. baby. So I get your baby now. But I would also like to say that Billy needs to hire some sort of business manager because to keep Sarah quiet, he now gave her $10,000. So, like, <laughs> he's got this $30,000 mine. <laughs> He's already given 10 away, so he's got 20 left. He's killed 27,000. Like, you're in the hole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's got to turn this around. Who knows? There might be more ore in there. You never know. I should have made a spreadsheet for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really what this episode, that's what would have made this more episode more interesting. Spreadsheets. spreadsheets. <laughs> that's something about how interesting We'll post the spreadsheet to our Facebook page <laughs> so you can download it. <laughs> Track your own it's ore value and cattle values. <laughs> What's the, what's, what's the IRR on this gold mine operation? <laughs> this is like the end of trading places where uh, Mac and Charlie go to the stock market to like bet on pig bellies. Pig bellies. Yeah. Orange, Cattle. Juice. orange juice. Orange juice. I'm sorry. Juice. Cattle heads and ore. Anyway. It's a good Philly movie, guys. One of the best. It is. Some things age very strangely in it, but that's a topic <laughs> later. It is a movie with lots of blackface in it. Ooh. Ooh. Lest we forget. <laughs> but Eddie Murphy in that movie is a karate man, much like Adrian Paul. Oh, yeah. That's a great scene. Yeah. <laughs> he bruises on the inside. Anyway. <laughs> There can be only fun <laughs> with Highlander the card game. An immortal's endless quest to survive is no game, unless the outcome of the life and death is determined by the luck or unluck of the cards. In Highlander the card game, the epic struggle switches from the screen to your tabletop in exciting and suspense-filled action. 
See why thousands of Highlander fans worldwide have assumed the persona of their favorite immortal, then immerse themselves in the deep strategy of warfare <laughs> in an effort to keep their heads and collect the ever-valuable quickening cards. Cool-headed strategy, wily skills, and a little lady luck are needed Ooh, to survive lady. the relentless assaults... <laughs> Relentless assaults filled with hidden attacks, seductions, Ooh. power Ooh. blows, and mortal wounds. And, of course, in the end, there can be only one. Each limited edition card feature... What? <laughs> that's, that's how it's written. <laughs> Each limited edition card features a different classic image from the epic Highlander series mm. and the original feature film, making this not just a game, but a true collector's item as well. Perfect. For a Highlander fan who loves games, or anyone who thrills over the excitement of a good sword duel. <laughs> parenthetical, minus the mess of a beheading, and parenthetical. <laughs> Hi Highlander the game will be certain to monopolize your gatherings for centuries to come. Wow. They needed a copy editor, man. That's a lot. This is the most overwritten game description <laughs> I have ever read. And spoiler alert, I read a lot of game descriptions. This is cool. Doesn't even tell you anything about how the gameplay works. That's a novella. Did Steve Martin write that? <laughs> how much does this? What, what do you get, and how much does it cost? Well, it depends on what kind of set you want, my friend. The big one. Ooh. Give me the big one. You want the big one? Give me the All right, big that's one. <laughs> the Darkness Twenty Nine. Give, give me, me the big one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Hi Highlander, the card game deluxe for up to four players. Deluxe? Includes 280 randomly selected cards from our pool of over 300 different cards. Plus, four 55-card decks, four 15-card booster packs, an illustrated rulebook, the collector's checklist, four playing mats, and two Highlander trading cards available only with this game. Oh. How much do you think that costs? Um, I'm gonna say sixty nine ninety five. Seventy nine ninety nine. Forty nine ninety five. Hey! Also, I made myself a liar because there's something more expensive. Oh, what could that be? Highlander, the card game collector's tin. <laughs> a complete set of the original television, each identified as coming from the collector's edition. What? What is this? <laughs> Unique Highlander collector's tin with all 165 cards of the original set. Eight cards found nowhere else. Ooh. Duplicates of the basic cards needed to play. 250 cards in all. Expanded set of rules for easy play. Certificate of authenticity. A certificate of authenticity? How much do you think that is? 99.99. Sure. 150. $150. Uh, that's Holy about balls. how many Pokemon there are. Not, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm showing my age. <laughs> well, you haven't played Pokemon XY? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, that's interesting, I suppose. Is it? <laughs> As a guy who loves games, this sound ins sounds unscrutable and unplayable. So... I'm, I'm excited to be proven wrong about that. I've only heard I've heard very good things about the game, but I don't think this is does a good pitch. job. Like it just yeah. sounds so overwrought, like it that it eight. sounds like they're covering up for something. Yeah. Like also, it sounded like they're going to quote Yu-Gi-Oh in that initial description. Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So Matt yeah. climbs down the ridge to essentially confirm, I guess, the suspicion he has. He ambushes Avery, 
who's suddenly very even keeled. Like yeah. every earlier yeah. was like, you know something about this? Let me shoot you instantly. Yeah. yeah. And now he honestly. Like he, well, I think it was the Billy that was shooting. I think Avery was like, oh, don't shoot him. Like he knows where the baby is. So maybe he's been kind of. I don't want to say even keeled, but like they are hunting a woman down across like the wilderness with guns. Yeah. yeah. And at this point, he has been led to believe that Mac is the one who killed the cowman. Right. Yeah. So Avery's mad because he thinks Mac killed Luke. But then Mac's like, I didn't. And he says, are you telling me my brother's a liar? Uh, so Billy is his brother. Billy's, I guess, I the younger brother. brother. And you. perhaps more age-appropriate partner to Sarah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but we also find out that Hoskins, Avery Hoskins' wife died during childbirth. Right. So he's very attached to this baby, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, wants, he wants that baby. And Mac just is like, oh, I have no reason to lie. I didn't kill Luke. And Avery just believes him. Yeah. For it's whatever like, reason. It's like, really? I'm pretty sure people who kill other people have every reason to lie. Yeah. To conceal <laughs> the fact that they've killed another human being. I'm going to go ahead and say that among motives is among the top. <laughs> uh, so at some point, Mac's like, grief can make a man go crazy. You can do the same, same for a woman. woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts. Also... He literally hunted you through the wilderness. He slashed your tires. He hunted you with dogs. We're not talking about a good guy here. Yeah, and all, no. of a sudden, every, all of a sudden, everyone's just like, all right, yeah, like, well, this whole situation's been put to bed. Like, like, this could have happened, like, <laughs> initially. It's, yeah. It's like, remember when Mac tried to talk to you initially? Also, they even tease that this is coming, because she doesn't want him to, Mac, to talk to Avery in the beginning. She says, like, he lies. Like, yeah. And no lying happens. Only shooting happens yeah. is all that happens. This entire thing is weirdly out of order and bizarre. So the next morning, Billy comes down, and I guess he's going to ambush Charlie and kill Sarah. Yeah, he, he has all this, big. like, mountain climbing yeah. equipment. Yeah. So again, I guess the, the only reason he wants to kill Sarah is to shut her up about the mine. The mercury. The mercury, right. The Freddie Mercury mine. So he... <laughs> Here we are, born to mine awe. <laughs> We're the miners of this episode. Here comes the cattle. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so he bashes Charlie in the face with the butt of a gun. Really like, like, it's like, oh, I think he's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. His, like, head hits a rock. <laughs> Avery <clears throat> is now at the bottom of the ridge, and he kind of sees this going on. And so he fires, like, a warning shot, right? And he's like, Billy, stop. Yeah. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> and he just kills Billy. Billy don't just, stop. Then he kills his own. Yeah, because I guess yeah. Billy's like, nope. And he's going to like tries to wrestle with Sarah. And yeah. so he shoots his brother. And then we get a really good dummy fall, which yeah. is awesome. Oh, it's quite good. <laughs> Bounces it's, down It's the among mouth. the best. <laughs> so I guess they throw down. Does Mac go to the top of the? I don't know. Yeah, Mac, so Mac like climbs back up. Yeah, So because we're not out of the woods yet. Right. Sarah is thinking that. She does not want to give this baby up, so she's considering leaping off the Oh, ledge, right. Becoming her own dummy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they have a really good conversation here. I want to play a clip because I have some thoughts on this. Who will remember her if you go? Who will sing her song? <laughs> here we go. Was she like you, Sarah? Was she beautiful? Yeah, she was. Charlie's all babies are. They give us hope, Sarah. They give us a promise of better things to come. So, <laughs> uh, so my favorite thing. <laughs> oh, the, the baby wait, face. the baby face. 
It's amazing. The baby's like, yo, put me down. <laughs> All right. So in my mind, and I've, uh, this is obviously not quite what's happening, but in my mind, this is really what the scene is playing out. So Sarah is going to kill herself and the baby. Duncan is trying to talk her down. This is very serious. He's like, you can't do that. Who's going to live for your baby? Then we switch modes into, I'm going to hit on you. And he's like, you know, baby's beautiful just like you are. Like, And I was like, oh, cool. And then he starts negging her. And he's like, but all babies are beautiful. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's the journey this, this, this is, dialogue takes for me. It's a Richie Ryan shtick. Yeah, it's, it's the like, true hey, game. Are you in Jeopardy? <laughs> the game. With uh, Michael Douglas? No, the book, The Game. And teaches you how to... <laughs> What? It teaches you how to be a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It teaches you how to be human garbage. <laughs> also, the, the like cuts to Charlie. It doesn't look like he's in like the same universe. He's just like <laughs> yeah. it's he's staring. Bl- like he clearly has a concussion, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> what it is. He has a concussion. That explains the vacant stare. <laughs> he's literally just staring forward, blinking. Like, and it's because <laughs> seconds ago his skull was bashed in by Billy. Why? Why is? Why are there even Charlie reaction shots? Like he was just knocked out yeah I don't just know. left just leave him yeah like just let him be knocked out for the scene but this, move on this but scene, now we have to get yeah. these dumb reaction shots yeah. oh boy but this development is disturbing but you know she doesn't jump off the mountain and yeah. so now we get things just totally fine now yeah so now this is the wrap-up to the episode which is very civil like yeah and very sudden yeah and so, like avery and max seem like they have respect for one another now yeah it's like this man's a maniac (laughs) these people are these people are all monsters like they're like i'm not gonna press any charges like you're not gonna press any charges you killed a guy a guy is dead and he's your brother and all these people are like monstrous neither of them should be like within 10 feet of a baby yeah like let alone in a custody dispute for one both of these people should be serving some type of like prison sentence (laughs) it's like because, like, really, Sarah, the way you endangered that baby literally is criminal. Also, the baby's <laughs> like, still, like, having an allergic reaction to the oh, yeah. Like <laughs> It's about to go into anaphylactic shock, yeah. so there's that. <laughs> so this baby that you stole and essentially killed in a truck and then traipsed through 20 miles of, of hard walking. And, oddly enough, poisoned. <laughs> yeah. Insane. These people belong in jail. Yep, but no. Also, he shot your car and slashed your tires. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, what a mess. So Avery closes the mine, he says. Also, two men. Are- Which is a smart business move because it's yeah. bleeding money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as we've established. It's not making money and it's poisoning the Washington wilderness. Also, two men are dead. People are going to look into this. Yeah. Presumably. Uh, or is there more criminal activity and everyone's just being buried in the wilderness? Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, it. Oh, they, they, shake- put, they put the bodies in the mine. Oh, yeah, and then uh, blow it up. <laughs> There you go. Why else have a mind? They shake hands. Matt gets in the car with Charlie. They drive away. This is also a classic Highlander episode that ends with that like kind of silly. F- mm-hmm. I call it like Best Friends Forever music. It's like, and it's uh, that. When was the last time they used it? It was in an episode with like Richie it was the Patone. Patone, right? yeah. Like Duncan just murdered one of his best friends. It was crying. It was like crying. That. And then the next episode, they giggle on the barge, and it's like. I have a correction to make, Keith. Yes, they do not drive away oh they just get in the car and it stops the jeep breaks down again oh that's right Uh Uh, and that's it so hashtag blessed i think before we talk about this episode i'd like to hear a little bit from bill panzer does he have a spreadsheet on this (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, let's hear from Bill Panzer on his thoughts on Bless the Child. You're shooting episodic television. Directors alternate. While one director is shooting, another director is prepping. In this case, we decided that Clay could do it without prepping. <laughs> basically, Clay went from color of authority to bless this child with oh, no God, real prep. Yes, he would have, he would have meetings bless at night child, and he would approve wardrobe and this and that. But basically, the show was cast and prepped by the producer Ken Gord and line producer Brent Claxton. Steve Gagan was the art director. He, you know, he took care of all of that stuff. And by then, everybody had huge confidence in the guy. Huge. So most of the prep Clay got in on this show was done in the bar at the Sutton Place Hotel. <laughs> you can't tell. And you can't tell at all. Finally, when it was done, when he was finished with Under Color of Authority, we just dropped him in the middle of the woods with the script and the actors, and we said, well, we'll see you in six days. What? Isn't that amazing? Oh, That's, ugh. Also, he called it Bless This Child. <laughs> <laughs> Bless this child. <laughs> it sounds like a Christmas carol. Bless this child. Let, well, first, let's start there. Thoughts on the title? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it's about a child. It's fine, I guess. I guess. I guess. No blessing in this episode to no. speak of that I could discern. Maybe that's what she was doing when she burned the money. My burnt money offering. So I think this is probably the shortest Highlander script we've seen. There's yeah. so little Because there's, there's so, so little, little it's just anything. nothing. Yeah. You just get treated to a full view of everything. It's like, the entire thing must have just been stretch, stretch. Uh, yeah. Intense climbing action. I personally think this episode is worse than The Zone for I, me. Yeah. I think it's, it makes less sense to me. This seems just like, I mean, The Zone is pretty lousy, but this, I found this episode, again, confusing. Like, who's related to who? Because, again, I, I don't know. I thought this one's Avery like was the grandfather or something. Boring, though. This, this, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Well, you thought that because that's what she says. She says Avery's the grandfather. That's her story. Oh, maybe that's why it's confusing. But she's really the father. See, that makes it harder to, like, it's like there's these weird competing things. It's hard to track. Yeah. There, there are lies within lies. <laughs> Inception, deception. And also, do we think that Avery was really a racist? There's like a really cooked up yeah, accusation know. that he's racist, and that almost all of them are. I suppose I wouldn't be surprised if he was. <laughs> that's just the that's just the the problem at the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's letting them racist. her live with them. Is I guess, he? I assume that she lived in that house with all of them. Like, oh, they all live together. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a or did she house? sneak in in the night and steal the baby? Maybe. Ooh, like a burglar. A wait, oh, but bur wait, hold on. Baby burglar. Baby burglar. Baby on burglar. <laughs> Wait, who's... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So it's Avery's We're baby. We're not going to crack No, 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 no. We're gonna, we have to do this. Hold on, hold on. It's Avery's... Avery Hoskins, Ed Lauder, mm -hmm. the older gentleman with the cowboy hat, the yes. owner of the ranch and mine. Yes. His wife... Yes. He's he was married. Mm -hmm. Very recently. She died, yes. like, maybe months ago, in childbirth, right? Indeed. Okay, Sarah, Sarah Lightfoot, <laughs> has a baby, I would say, at the same time. Whose baby is that? That is, I assume she really was married to his son. Billy? No, Billy's the brother. Oh, right. So she's married to Billy. No, Billy's the brother. Billy's his brother. Billy is Avery's brother. Right. So, but we don't meet so his, who, we don't meet his son. His son's not a character. His son is dead. Or no, is the brother killed? God damn it, God. All right. Seriously, uh, right? <laughs> seriously, seriously, seriously. No, I'm, here we go. I'm breaking this down. I hope so. Let's fuck. 
So, Avery Hoskins, head honcho, cowboy hat. Yeah. He's got a wife. Right. Has a baby. Right. Wife dies in childbirth. Right. Avery's brother is Billy, villain of the episode, mm-hmm. knows about the mercury poisoning, suppressing this fact. Right. Avery has another son, who is older, who is married to Sarah. Right. They have a baby. That baby dies of mercury poisoning. But if that's the case, is, where's is, the son? Hold on. The Maybe son, I've been confused. She says from the beginning, her son, the son is dead. Uh, okay. Also, is it possible, I guess, that Sarah is of no relation to them? That would be weird. That's like a weird detail. I mean, is that, that why this is getting confusing? Is because we're thinking she's related. Like, I think, I does she, she live somewhere else? Like, live think, next door? And she is breaking in, in the middle. Ah, guys, this is the question <laughs> of the week. Write us in. Oh, I know. Zach goes probably all over this already. He's yeah. been graphing this thing. <laughs> I want to know how this breaks down. F- family Tree, Season 1, Episode 2 of Sarah Lightfoot <laughs> and the Hoskin family. How's this all work, right? This is co- It's confusing. It is. I, I think, think we should not I, have I, this I much think trouble. I think Kyle just. I think I, think it I nailed out. it. Yeah. But, all right. But I forgot guys, write in and tell me how right thing. I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's unnecessarily complicated. Write us in an essay, 500 words about how Kyle is right. <laughs> well, I think. I mean, it's fine that she lied, but I don't think they ever cleared up exactly. It's confusing, is the yeah. bottom line. And again, I think it's, it's also very confusing it's because bad. it's yeah. Hoskins, yeah. It's and it's like, oh, it's Hoskins' baby. And it's like, mm. there's two Hoskins. Like, when she keeps, like, I, th- I think that was very confusing. So let's talk about the so, Watcher Chronicles. So, like, this, this episode deserves a shot, right? <laughs> gotcha. All right. Uh, I'll read one Watcher Chronicle. This is uh, Duncan's Chronicle from the 1920 or 1932 New Year's Eve thing. 1924. Whatever it is. McLeod has been spending a lot of time lately in the company of Miss Nora Fontaine, a woman of liberal dress and even more liberal morals. She is, without a doubt, the embodiment of the term flapper miss fontaine is the daughter of shipping mogul myron fontaine and a frequent topic of the society pages on new year's eve miss fontaine and mcleod barely escaped making the front page but they managed to leave an alcohol drenched party one step ahead of the police that's false the police left before they (laughs) (laughs) they managed to hide in a closet one step ahead of the police (laughs) there to raid it for violations of the volstead act yours truly i might add was not so lucky so I guess this arrested. watcher was there and got arrested. <laughs> you will be receiving the invoices for the bail bondsman and lawyer with this month's expenses. We will? <laughs> we are receiving them? Yeah, us personally. <laughs> us personally, yes. What was the last episode? Under Color of Authority, right? Mm-hmm. This is the second episode in a row about a lying woman. Yeah. Ooh, Isn't that weird? Yeah. Well, that's the thing I was talking about before where all the episodes usually have some type of weird connection. Yeah. Like every two episodes. I don't know. Yeah, it's messed up. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Mm. What, you're saying Highlander doesn't have that healthy a portrayal of women on this show? (laughs) (laughs) The devil, you say. (laughs) So, before we close out this episode, we wanted to start uh, maybe playing some games on this show. We thought it would be a fun, fun activity. So, it's got to be more fun than this episode. Absolutely. (laughs) I think anything would be more fun than this episode. These spreadsheets are definitely going to be more fun than this episode. Guys, we're going to play a new game. Everyone can play along at home. We have to guess the abita of the... uh... Yeah. Oh, we need a name for this game so either we should come up with it now or write us in and tell us what this game's called because i don't know i'm just calling this imdb keywords so if you go on imdb and look at the episodes everything on imdb has like keywords to help people search out stuff so what i'm gonna do is i have brought together a couple episodes from all only the episodes we've watched obviously up until this point uh and assign their keywords points in backwards order from the least relevant to the most relevant so the least relevant will have the highest point value the most relevant will have a low point value uh so 
you guys, you're competing together at the same time. I'm going to read these keywords slowly. And whenever you know the episode, say it. And you get that amount of points. And whoever's got the most points in three rounds wins. Oh, it's a keyword quickening. All right. You guys ready? All right. <laughs> Here we go. Round one. I said the name of the, uh, the episode to announce the, the round. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> round one. 18th century. 1790s. 19th century. 1800s. The year 1803. Oh, shit. Uh, Womanizer. Jewel Thief. Oh, uh, I the Beholder. Yep. Damn it. So, I can't remember the names of the episodes. Kyle gets six points for guessing on Jewel Thief. The rest of the clues were Fashion Model, Cold-Blooded Killer. <laughs> these keywords are just also amazing. Like, if you follow these, ah, it's so good. Former Friend, <laughs> Sword and Sorcery, and Fashion Designer. Sword and Sorcery. All right, so Kyle's got six points in round one. All right, you guys ready for round two? I'm ready. All right, one. here we go. 19th century. Oh, <laughs> They're all kind of like that. <laughs> 1840s. Gypsy woman. Thomas. Yep. The darkness. Five points. The rest of the clues are palmistry, marriage proposal, single, <laughs> which I guess kind of happens at the end of the Ouch. episode, and curse. That's harsh. So, Kyle, you have a total of five points for that round and six for the other for a total of 11. Mm. Eamon, you got to pull it out. I'm discovering I'm bad at remembering. There are a grand total of six points in this round. So, so see ya, Eamon. All right, here we go, guys. Lose. Last round. Progress. Yep. All right, 17th century. Oh, my God. <laughs> 1620s. Scotland. <laughs> Fake relative. Shit, family tree. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the next one was. Where do I come from? Yeah. Oh, Where do I come from? Hey man, you ever feel like you're, you know, one of those Russian nesting <laughs> dolls, <laughs> and then you open the one up, it's just got another one in it. Another. One. Just keep going. The inside, it's all empty inside. Hey, you want to get a hot dog or two? <laughs> yeah, but the diamond. The diamond's important. Oh yeah. Uh, so the other clues were sword and sorcery, and the number one clue was ad- no ad- swords in that episode. <laughs> right. uh, the number one clue was adoption. Oh. Uh, so Eamon, you get uh, three points. So for Ooh, a total of yeah. three to eleven, Kyle, you're the winner of that game. Three eleven. Three eleven. Booyah! Congratulations, Kyle. Does well, Kyle hope- get a prize? I get the, the warm glow of victory. Yeah, the satisfaction of, <laughs> of, of beating the enemies of spilled blood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on this episode, guys, before we wrap up? No. No. I have trout and jam for breakfast. That actually is the most appealing thing about this episode. Yeah. Uh, someone made a funny comment on Facebook, which I thought was interesting. Shout out to Jill for making this comment that I thought was interesting that she said, This episode, Charlie is just reading Richie's lines. Do we think there might be truth to that? I mean, Richie's is pretty vi- like absent during the season. Yeah. And do you, do we think that his lines make more sense for Richie? Yeah. Or does it not matter? I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't be good either way. Yeah. yeah. Would it be better? <laughs> I don't know. I feel but like, like 
his behavior kind of is more Richie-ish in yeah. this episode. Richie-ish? Yeah, Richie-ish. and it also has his M.O., which is a lady in distress for him to hit on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, That's a good point. You know. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah. Like, the, and, I, the I don't do diapers thing seems more like a Richie thing than a Charlie thing to me. Yeah. Also, Charlie's, like, underutilized in this episode. Like, again, Charlie is a Marine. Like, he's got, like, special ops training. Like, this feels like he's Climbs he's almost helpless. Climbs that tree. He does climb that tree. Yeah, that would make more sense if it was Richie. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Richie. I still like Charlie. Oh, yeah. Charlie's great. Yeah. Charlie does a good job in this episode, too. Like, I think he. I don't think this is unbelievable he, as Charlie. Like, yeah. him and Mac have a funny relationship together. Right. And I think he, like, sends in as good a performance as you're likely to get out of this episode. So, you know, good as Today, to playing the role of Richie is Charlie. <laughs> Charlie does howl, though. <laughs> Uh, well, this has been pretty good, guys. Uh, glad. Has it? Well, I've been, I've actually really. I was so excited to talk about this episode. I don't know if any, anyone else was excited about the ore thing. I think maybe I just got really jazzed up because I spent an hour <laughs> looking up ore prices and all this shit. <laughs> Where do you go to look up ore prices, Keith? Ore.com. Ore.com. Yeah, I did spend a lot of time before I realized that I was just looking at like a, a canoe website. I was like, this ore stuff is cheap. Yeah, this <laughs> like, is so easy. Like thirty bucks. You too. Next week on Highway to Rewatch, we'll be talking about monetizing silver. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, next week's episode, I'm really excited about. It is Unholy Alliance: Ooh. Colon Part One, <laughs> Dawn of Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. <laughs> Bless the child, followed by Unholy Alliance. Mm, blessed versus unholy oh you're right wasn't he also vigo the butch (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks everybody for joining us um oh also before we go uh just a reminder uh that we are having a highlander reboot competition so the rules of the competition are very simple 500 words or less in size 12 font let's not get crazy I guess that doesn't matter if you have font a font doesn't affect word size. So, yeah, it doesn't. So just don't <laughs> yeah. send us emails. With yeah, big standard fonts. margins. Make sure you double space. <laughs> yeah. so, do we have any other vor- formatting advice? It's got to be a Times New Roman, right? I'm yeah. more of a Helvetica man myself. <laughs> it has to be that MLA format. Yeah, for all your citations. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, whatever. <laughs> five hundred yeah, words or less. Words one less. page reboot treatment of Highlander. What do you want to see? Let us know. We're not reading them. We've actually got a number of submissions already. Which we're very excited about. Yeah, we're super excited about. Uh, and there will be an awesome prize at the end. We're going to have some custom art from Eamon, our resident artist. That's right. Uh, so just send those uh, emails to highlanderrewatched at gmail.com. And the deadline for the competition is the, I guess, end of season two. So we're on episode 13 right now. So we've got... You know, another couple to go. Yeah, you got some time, guys. You got, you got a couple months. But nine nine it'll, more? It'll sneak up on you. So, it's two yeah. months, basically. Yeah. 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 Just remember, it's your version of rebooting the original Highlander movie. What do you want to see? What would it be like? Treat it like you're in a pitch meeting, and this is your chance to sell your vision. Yep, and we're going to be doing a special bonus episode as well with us uh, giving our treatment. Yeah, so yeah. it will be good. All right, well, thanks, bonus everyone. Spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, I'd love it. Bonus <laughs> points if you send it to us as a spreadsheet. That's a joke. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, everybody, for listening to us, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. Hey, man. Bye. 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 I'm Dean Ray is JJ. Who's JJ? JJ is one of the henchmen. Is he really recognizable? I have on here, it's his first IMDb credit. JJ is mentioned by Avery 42,000 times in the episode, <laughs> so he's notable in that way. I okay. can't tell you what actor. I'm looking JJ. at it, and I'm like, oh, I took note of this every for time, no good reason. Well, every time like Avery has the goons together, it's like, take JJ and go over the <laughs> like hill or whatever.
Well, let's not let's not spoil the this episode. Let's take everything in its due course. Right. Sorry, guys. <laughs>